The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Bwedinyamite. God has destined for each and every one of us to live a life of purpose, a life of abundance, and a life that pleases Him. Dr. Michael Bwedinyamite's mandate is clear. He's equipped to raise destiny giants for our time, equipped with the wisdom and anointing for a time such as now. Please stay tuned in to Destiny Word. Who was this and is to come? The ancient of days as soon coming king. So my heart becomes a home where you want to be. Is it a prayer? Will you please lift up your right hand with me? The month of July is declared as our month of holiness. That's what we will preach. That is what we will believe God for. That our hearts will be purged. That our souls will be consecrated. That our beings will conform to the standards of our God. But if that will be a reality, God will have to breed on us. Because a man can do nothing except it be given to him from above. How many times we tell God that this sin I would commit it again. Fast forward, in no time you find yourself in that same spot. Because a man can do nothing except it be given to him. What a man will need is a help from on high. That if God is to help us, if God is to order our steps, thank you, Holy Ghost. Will you please lift up your right hand and say unto Jesus, Holy Ghost, breathe on me. Sit on me. Uh, sit on me, oh God. Will you, I, I'm just giving you about 60 seconds or 122 minutes max for you to just pray to the Lord God of your salvation that God help me. Sit on me, O oh God. Ah, uh, yes, Lord. Namadonia wuto, namayenia, orade. Mesirade metina. Oh, 
Would you, could you please lift your Bible up and say, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I'll become what it says I can become. I'll go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Slap your chest and say, I am a believer. Come on, do it again. Say, I am a believer. Hallelujah. If the Bible is yours, I invite your attention to the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians chapter number one. I want you to put a finger or a marker there and also turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. Ephesians 1 from the verse number 3. 
please understand that this is a Pauline epistle. He will start with his usual introduction to his writings, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus, to the faithful in Christ Jesus. What Paul was saying is that there are people who are in Christ, but their faithfulness is lacking. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. From the verse number three, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. If you flip to the book of Hebrews chapter number 12, if you look at the verse number 14, you also find these words there. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person, as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For you know how that afterward when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Father, we know the grass will wither, the flower will fade, we are confident that your word will abide forever. In this short time we have, oh God, put a word in my mouth for somebody. Speak to me as a person and speak through me as a vessel. As somebody who came here today expecting to have an encounter with you will leave knowing that he met you. We'll thank you when it's all done. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to put your hands together wherever you are. And before you sit, I want you to look for three people and tell them, pursue holiness. Look for three people and tell them, pursue holiness. Pursue holiness. The book of Hebrews, of course, has a writer that we... Theologically, it's still debatable because as some people will ascribe the book of Hebrews to James, others will say it's Pauline in nature, but its usual introduction is not there. So people still think it might be James or even Barnabas. There are people who want to attribute this to the greatest New Testament theologian, Paul. But the book of Ephesians was written by this short man called Paul. He wrote this letter because he wanted to address certain things. Paul was one of the most embattled apostles that ever lived. He was fought on many grounds. In the book of Corinthians, Paul fought for his apostleship. He was trying to justify why he is an apostle and why he was called and how God called him. In the book of Corinthians, Paul even fought the people when they were talking about him 
insulting him, abusing him, that he was following um, um, after money or women or any of them. He told them and he distanced himself from any of such claims. Paul wrote amazing letters to the entire churches of our Lord Jesus Christ and he tried to position them right. I think what Paul wrote to them is still relevant in our times because of the conditions and the generation we find ourselves in. Where people are, as, as a matter of fact, as it happened in, in Ephesus, as it happened in Thessalonica and the rest, people are still following after material things. And because of that, we forget, we forsake, we neglect the kind of things and standards that God will want us to have. Paul is advising and he's talking about his apostleship in the book of Ephesians. He moved on and he talked about how God wants us to be happy. He said God has blessed us. He spoke about the divine blessings and Paul was saying that the blessings that come from God do not first of all manifest in the physical without it first being established in the spiritual. Paul is saying that the blessings that you want, he has blessed us already, but the blessings are in heavenly places or in the heavenly realm. Paul is saying that God has blessed you, but your blessings in a realm where you don't live there. Then he began to move and he spoke about what we should do. That the father of our Lord Jesus Christ has blessed us. He has given us blessings. He said, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospers. So Paul was a very balanced theologian. He will talk about prosperity of the soul and talk about prosperity of the flesh. He will talk about you being in good health. He will talk about you having an eternal redemption for your soul. He will also talk about the fact that it's good for you to also carry blessings as well. He will also say that, I am not saying that you give so that I will enrich myself, but so that your account will be credited. Paul will talk about all these things, trying to just oppose the right precepts and principles of God where they ought to be. Now, Paul, in the book of Ephesians, is now talking to us, and he's saying that although the blessings is in heavenly places, we are chosen to be blessed by him. The choice to be blessed was made by God before we came here. In the verse number four specifically, he said, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundations of the earth. So we were chosen to carry blessings. We were chosen to make impact. We were chosen to stand out. We were chosen so that wherever we are, wherever we go, people will know that these are the ecclesia, the called out ones. But Paul said it doesn't end there. That the choice is not only that you can be blessed, but so that you will be holy and blameless. So in as much as God wants you to carry his blessing, he also wants you to live a holy life. Brings me to the crust of the whole issue. What then is holiness? Holiness, is it just a word we throw about? Because, of course, you have read scripture that you have heard that your holiness is even as filthy rags before God. And people want to hide under that and say nobody can be holy. There is no one that is holy. Oh, no one. 
There is no one who is holy. Well, there is no one who is perfect. But holiness is a journey. And it's a decision. And he said that you should pursue it. Follow after it. Chase it. Holiness is living by the standards and the precepts of God. When we say that somebody is holy, the person is living by the principles and the standards of God. A holy man is a man that is living by the principles that dictates the sayings of our God. The book of Leviticus, in the Levitical order, of course, um, when the, the, the priesthood were being given their charge of office. The book of Leviticus chapter number 11, the verse number 44. He said, consecrate the people unto me. I'm going to meet them. But let them walk in consecration. 1144. And tell them to be holy. For I, the Lord, I am holy. And ye shall be holy. For I am holy. Neither shall you defy yourself with anything. God is demanding that as his child, you walk in holiness. Holiness is not what the world wants you to believe. Holiness is walking by the principles and the standards of God. When you say somebody is holy, the person is living by the standards of God. God has given you, you are a triune being, tripartite being. You have a soul that lives in a body in as much as you are a spirit. So you are a spirit being that has a soul that lives in a body. If the body gets headache, if your head aches, it is just a symptom of a problem the body has. So a headache draws your mind to a problem. It might be pressure. It might be constipation. <laughs> yes, of course, if you constipate, you'll get headaches. It might be something peculiar. But it shows off through headaches. So your head begins to pound. And it's telling you that there is something wrong with you. Sometimes even if you didn't sleep well, your head can ache. With that one, if you take a lot of water and you sleep, it goes. So the, the barometer for checking whether there is a problem in your body is the symptoms that you see. In the same way, your spirit and your soul also has things that when they happen, you begin to know there is a problem. So when you're talking about holiness, which happens to be a soulish experience that gives room for spiritual thrive that is supposed to manifest in your physical estate, one of the things Paul said was that it is my conscience that bears me witness. So when you are doing something and your conscience pricks you, it is telling you that this is at variance with the word of God. Paul is saying that we should be blameless and we should follow holiness, pursue it. Hebrews chapter number 12, the verse number 14. Live peaceably with all men. 
that you should not have grudges with anybody. This is God's standard. That no matter what somebody does, what they have done, or what they did, no matter what they did, bear no grudge against any human being. Let them malign you, bear no grudge. Let them abuse you, bear no grudge. Let them castigate you, bear no grudge. Let them try to undermine you, bear no grudge. Because if you are not mindful, people will give you direction. Whoever you give your attention to will give you direction for life. So if you are not mindful, you will follow their destruction and they will direct you. There is no great person ever who was not maligned. Did you hear that? There is no great person. There is no great person who has ever walked the face of the earth and was never maligned. Jesus, who came into this world, fully God and fully man. For without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. He dwelt amongst us. Angels spoke of him. The Bible says in the messianic writing of, the, of Isaiah. And Isaiah says his name shall be called Emmanuel. Which means God who was dwelling in the Mastarion is now with us. So God is with humanity. And yet, even Jesus, they said crucify him. Even Jesus, the one who at the blast of his nostrils. Could have caused a complete obliteration. Still subjected himself to the natural order and sequence of humanity. A head will always come before a heel. Until people push you down, God will never lift you up. If you are not mindful... You will keep a lot of hostages in your heart. I'm telling you, people of God, and you need to understand this. If God is saying that it's going to be a place where great people will converge, and God is saying that I'm, I'm going to make you great, and I'll lift you up, and Ghana will celebrate you, and Africa will celebrate you, and the world is going to jubilate over you. If God is saying all of these things, I think that the moment you heard those things, you should have braced up. Because you will suffer the greatest of attacks. And so you don't give the attack your attention. The other day somebody asked me. This, these were his words. Quote. Why have you allowed this fool to malign you papa? End of quote. I said, you qualified him with the word fool. I don't deal with fools. He said, no, but, but that fool, beginning of quote, is maligning you and is undermining you. 
I said, he's not under me. God is my base. And as long as God is my base, they can go ahead and do that. But the last time I checked, there is a God who sits upon the circles and the thrones of the earth and who rules in the affairs of men. And as long as he rules in the affairs of men, I can stand and say that when his time is up for me, he will lift me up and all eyes who see it, he shall set a table before me in the... It's, it's just God. If I give you my attention, you give me direction. You want greatness? Leave peace. In peace with all men. They might not want peace, but in your heart, be peaceful. They might not want it. They might say all kinds of things, but in your heart, seek peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. They will be called the children of God. Do you know one of the things that will let you know somebody is an agent of darkness? As he was talking about the fool. One stupid man, he said. Stupid young man. Whose stupidity allowed him to go into the gutters and he wants everybody to go into the gutters with him. And I said to him, he doesn't want peace. But let me keep my peace so he keeps his war. Because as long as he fights and I have a fighter, the battle is no more with me. If you fight me, you fight with my God. Seek peace. That is holiness. Somebody who is holy is peaceful. If you see somebody who is not peaceful, I can tell you the person doesn't have the spirit of God. Somebody who doesn't have, seek peace. That person doesn't, that person doesn't even know God. Because if Fred is to offend Nana Tufo, or Nana Tufo is to offend Fred, and Nana Tufo is born again, or Fred is born again, Fred will not go to Johnny to complain. The moment Fred complains, he, is, he has invited another person into the circle of banter. So if he is peaceful and Anatufo offends him, or if he is peaceful and Fred offends him, the first thing for him to do is to talk to his brother. The first thing he will do is that my brother, you did this and I don't like it. There is something you have done and my, I'm not happy with it. That is the template for conflict resolution in the Bible. That if I do something to you and you don't like it, you tell me. If I don't listen, you call an elder. If the elder doesn't listen, if, if the elder comes and the person doesn't listen, you call for the clergy. If they don't listen, then the Bible says you wash your hands. A lot of people will jump it and not even go to an elder. Go to a tailbearer. 
Somebody who can carry news. If there is a problem and you are a peace seeker, there is a way you go about it. Seek peace and live peaceably with all men. Your neighbor is nagging, troubling you, live in peace. The peace is not what is around, the peace is within. That is, in spite of their turbulence, your heart is settled. In spite of what they project, your heart is settled. That you know, oh, you have no idea, people of God. And he said, not only that, today I was telling them, I slept at about, before 11, I woke up at 12, slept again at about 2 something, one something to two, then I woke up at three and I couldn't sleep again. And I was just there praying and reflecting on so many things. And I realized how wicked the hearts of men can be. And the Lord told me, when they show you war, extend an olive branch and be peaceful. Because your standard is not their standard. As a Christian, you should be peaceful. A Christian who doesn't seek peace is not really born again. No matter who they are, I'm telling you, you can be an adult with a baby brain. So there are people who think they are adults in the faith, but they have baby brains. Oh, I've been in church for 40 years. Who told you being in church for 40 years gives you 40 years of experience? It can... Oof. You might still be on, in diapers. Because you keep on messing up and we have to do the cleaning. So... Christian maturity has nothing to do with how long you have been in the faith. Rather, how well you were ready to learn. And how fast you learned. And how obedient you were to the word. And how compliant you were with the standards and principles. There are people who are running. They think they are following God. But they haven't seen him yet. Live peaceably with all men. Let them say that it is them bringing the fight. Let nobody say that you are the one fighting them. No matter what they do. Look at somebody and say, live in peace with all men. I have some few minutes. Tap somebody and tell the person, live peaceably with all men. And pursue holiness without which no man can see God. So what Paul is telling you is that if you really want to have an encounter with God, it comes through holiness. Do you know the biggest problem I have in the Christian faith? Napo is here. They know. I have told them many times how I didn't want to pastor a church. Never decided, never desired to. 
In fact, today I asked my wife, is it really worth it? Pastor, I'm, I'm telling you, this dawn. I said, mommy, but honestly, is it really worth it? Because no matter the sacrifices, you will find people undermining you. That somebody that you know that you lifted, you helped, will stand and malign you. Is it really? My wife looked at me and said, I think you have fever. I said, no, I'm serious. I said, no, 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 I think you have fever. She looked at me and said, Kojo, for you, if I don't know anything about God, I know you were born to preach. I had my head dropped. And I looked at her like a baby that has been beaten. And I turned away from her. This girl won't support me. And I started walking away like this. Because sometimes you begin to wonder if it is really worth it. And the Lord told me this. He said, son, if they lose their peace, don't lose yours. Listen, somebody might offend you, but don't lose your peace. Somebody might hurt you, but don't lose your peace. Somebody that you have been there for, whether it's a husband or a wife or a friend, a cousin, a brother, a sister, somebody might have offended you real bad, but never lose your peace. Because if you lose your peace, you have lost your God nature. Your God is a peaceful God. So if you have him in you, you should live peaceably. And watch this. And he said, follow or pursue holiness. That you should be holy. That means you don't touch any unclean thing. Anything that is not clean, you don't defile yourself with it. God wants you to get to that place. Where the things of the world are not part of you. Did you hear what I said? You are not in their league. The problem with Christianity now is that you know that these days, even when you call for a fundraising, eh, people don't want to get up. People want to give it privately, but not come. You know why? Because as soon as they rise or they move, it is either eh, not even the chase. You become a topic for people to even discuss you. Gossip. The problem of Christianity in the 21st century, we talk too much. Tell somebody, stop talking. Come on, look at somebody and say, stop talking. The gossip is amazing. People who are saying they are faith-filled. A born-again person, if you hear him talking about a brother or a sister, you'll be amazed. The sister sang. 
and you didn't even compliment her. But you can find a way to destroy her. So all the things that people were saying, oh wow, that was a powerful ministration. Immediately he throws that in. Oh yeah. And when somebody wants to destroy another person, some of the ways they go about it, <clears throat> you don't know what I know that I don't want to say. <laughs> oh, you've never heard such a thing before? Mm. There are some things that I know, but I don't want to share it. You maybe I'll share it at the appropriate time. And the appropriate time will never come. But the moment the person does that, he's sown a seed of doubt or discord about the brother or the sister. Maybe when I'm dealing with cardinal sins again, I have to teach you on how you protect your heart. Because the problem is not with the one saying. The problem is how you receive it. Because it's your heart. The battle is for the heart and for the mind. The devil is after the mind. If he controls the mind, he directs the heart. So if you sow seeds of discord, even if you are in a relationship and somebody starts telling you about the guy or the girl, in no time you start seeing them differently. It was because the mind was captivated. So the heart is following the captivity of the mind. Pursue holiness. Following holiness means that you forsake in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. He said, lest there be any fornicators. So a holy man doesn't fornicate. You can't live a sinful life and say you are a child of God. That's what he's saying. Paul said, maybe you shouldn't marry. But because you are weak, get one person. So that when your last levels go up, you have an area to vent. That's what he said. Paraphrased. That's what Paul said. So if you think that you have a problem, you get married. Although marriage is no antidote to fornication or lust. Sometimes a marriage can rather accentuate your lust or heighten it. And you give, mm, no, I didn't choose right. I need another. But pursue holiness. It means that what is unclean, don't touch it. You can't be a Christian and be a gossip. You can't be a Christian and backbite. You can't be a Christian and be um, a fraud. You can't be a Christian. Listen, let me tell you what the Bible says. You can't even bear false witness against somebody. And do you know what God calls false witness? Oh, Jesus. A false witness is when you hear a statement from one side and does not cross-check it with another and you say it to another person. That is the definition of what false witness is. So if, I, if somebody comes to me and tells me Nana four has been slapping people, and I don't ask Nana, Nana, but what is wrong with you? When you started get, gaining some 
some few pounds. He started slapping people. For him to tell me, oh no, it's not true. It was just, I was playing with the person and I just stabbed the person like this. But the person was afar off, so he thought it was. And so, so by that, I have cross-checked with my facts. So when I'm passing the information on, I can say that, oh no, they were playing. But the moment I don't cross-check with him, and I meet Charles, and I say, Chase, have you heard your brother? Now he's a slapping dozer. He's going about it. That is false witness. So I'm bearing a false witness against somebody. And one of the things that God hates in the book of Proverbs is a lying tongue and a tail bearer and somebody who bears false witness. Never say something about another person without cross-checking with a person. Did you hear what I said? So when you are pursuing holiness, you forsake lust of the flesh. Which happens to be the problem of our generation. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. The pride of life. Everybody wants to be big. Everybody. Nobody even wants to serve another person anymore. But the people who were masters in their profession, ask them their years of internship and apprenticeship. And they will tell you that I served my master well. And I learned the trade. And he becomes a pro in it. No, not this generation. The lust of the flesh. Whereby social media is bombarding you with things that will make you last for fleshly stuff. And the last of the eyes. Everything you see, you want it. You can never love God and love the world. Any God lover forsakes the things of the world. If you really love God, the world will not give you direction. You can never say you love God and not wish somebody well. Oh, somebody sang a song, Wish Me Well. How many of you have heard that song? Lift your hand if you have heard it. Don't pretend. Wish me well. How many of you? Look at somebody and tell the person, please wish me well. That is God's standards. When somebody is going up, be happy for the person. The Bible says, make merry with those that are marrying. And those that are mourning, mourn with them. So a Christian is able to empathize. A good Christian, you empathize. When somebody's going down, you empathize with them. Please be upstanding. My time is up. Next week, I will start with my holiness. Today is to introduce what we are doing for the month. Next week, we will dig. We will dig the wells of holiness. So waters will come out. But if you are here and you are struggling with the pursuit of holiness, can I see your right hand lifted up? If you are struggling with the pursuit of holiness, if you are struggling, I really want to pray with you. If you are struggling 
with the pursuit of holiness. If you are struggling with the pursuit of holiness, I'm going to pray with you, but I want everybody in this place to pray. The Bible says a man can do nothing except it be given to him from above. Because it is the spirit of God who helps us, who works in us, both to will and to do. I want your voice to be lifted up in prayer. That God help me to be able to live a pure, a holy life. To be able to live right, live well. Live for you. Live such a way that it will please you. Uh, without holiness, nobody can see God. So there are people who are saying they have seen God. No, you have not. Until you are holy, you can see him. The Bible says that the eyes of God are too pure. That he can't behold anything that is evil. But with holiness, things will fall in place. With holiness, there will be proper alignment. With holiness. But you can't be holy just because you say, I want to be holy. You need the Holy Spirit to help you. Lift your voice and say, Holy Spirit, as I pray thee, help me, O God, to overcome my weaknesses. Every sin that so easily beset me. The things, O God, that I'm not able to do. Paul said, what I want to do, I can do them. And what I don't want to do, they are the things that I do. Father, help me to do the things that pleases you. Help me, O oh God, to be able to do things that will bring you glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, that I will live a pure life. That I will live a holy life. That I will live a life that conforms to your standards. In the mighty name of Jesus, will you lift your voice with me and pray. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And if you are here and you are struggling with holiness... I'm just going to make an altar call for the next few minutes. Please come to me. If you are struggling with holiness, or you want to surrender your life to Christ, or you want to devote the rest of your life to Jesus, I want you to come to me. I want to pray with you. This is the essence of our faith. That we can live pure and live clean and live holy, a life that pleases him. Listen, people of God, this is your reasonable service. This is your reasonable service. If there is any struggle in your heart, any struggle in your soul, any struggle in your being, something that is not helping you, allowing you to live a holy life, I want us to pray that God help me. Help me. That the enabling grace of the Spirit will be my portion. I'm waiting for those of you that are coming from the top. Listen, one day the trumpet will sound. And one day Jesus will appear in his glory. Or one day you will exit the world. Any of them which comes first, there will be judgment. If it is Jesus who will come first. 
or death that will come first. There is still eternity. Now this is what I want you to do. And understand, people of God, that if Jesus is to appear in his glory right now, where will you be? What will be your position? After all is said and done, I remember my wife told me, he said, but if God has called you to preach and you say you are not going to do it anymore, you have failed God. And if you fail him, he will never forgive you and you'll burn in hell. I knew that the Lord was speaking through her to me. If Jesus is to appear right now, will he say you did well? Or he tell you, get thee behind me. For the next few seconds, I want you to pray to him. And ask him to forgive you of all your sins. And cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed with Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Boydi-Nyamiche. You are cordially invited to the Maker's House Chapel International, Kwabanya Off Point One. Join in on any of our services, Sunday Word, first service, 7 to 9 a.m., second service from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, teaching service on Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8 p.m., and our flagship program, The Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. to engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. For more information about this ministry, call 0244-221-272 or 0262-731-570 or visit our website, www.themakershousechapel.org. We believe in the word in totality and the light it brings our path to experience the grace to take territories and fulfill destiny. God richly bless you.